All right. Hey there, guys. Um, I don't know. This episode may or may not grace the airwaves, um, but I am so incredibly bored. Uh, it's just me hopping on for like a solo app. And I'm hopping on solo because Grace is incredibly ill and it's finals. It's the weekend before finals and uh, we've just been studying all the time. And um, the reason I haven't been so active on the pod recently, this does actually get uploaded, is because, well, I recorded an episode a few weekends ago and it was going to be me, Ryan, and Maggie all hopping on for a trio pod, which was very long awaited. Um, but, um, we got a little too hammered and name dropped, um, when we really shouldn't. And I don't think I'll be able to edit all of that out. So, mm, might just be some exclusive post-graduation content. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think we've just been like kind of inactive just due to like school and stress. We've both been like super ill, um, I've literally just been, like, getting fucked by life recently, personally, so if anyone else is getting fucked by life, maybe this will make you feel better, because I'm also getting fucked by life. Um, my phone is broken, uh, I can barely even see what I'm doing, I can only see, like, the first, like, half inch of the right side of my screen, and, like, everything else is just, like, black lines. How did this happen, you may ask? Um, that's a great question. So, I actually wouldn't be able to answer that, because while this happened on my phone, I was actually roofied, uh, which was super sick. Um, woo! But, yeah. So, thankfully, I was with good friends, and I was okay, and I was just able to go home and be super sick and wake up by myself, alone, in the toilet, on on a toilet, like, sleeping on said a toilet seat, um in a bathroom of a dorm where I don't live. So that was really interesting, but everything was okay. Um, but feeling pretty icky. So not looking to go out this weekend. Um, but I don't really feel bad about it because even though this is like technically my last weekend, weekend in Oxford as a sophomore, last weekend in Oxford for a very long time, actually. Um, but because I'm going abroad this fall, yay. Um, but I honestly, like, I don't know if this is happening to anyone else in this, like, sophomore slump of college, but I'm just so, I'm just so done with Oxford, and honestly, like, I mean, I like my friends, but, like, everyone fucking in Oxford is, how is it that I could go to college with so many low-life, out-of-touch-with-reality awful human beings and again i know that's like a generalization but like it's a generalization that comes from the heart um is that still going yeah okay it's still going i can't really tell if this is recording or not so we'll find out later okay um but yeah i still wanted to hop on just because there's a lot of things that i've wanted to talk about and since my phone's broken i can't really look at i can't see anything on my phone like i can barely i can really just like use siri and make like accept phone calls so i've kind of just been really into like long form media content including podcasts um i'm like fully a laptop girl right now i i feel like uh i've been telling my friends that like i've been feeling like that meme of miley cyrus where she's like gonna go on my messages i'm such a computer girl like um it's like oh man like opening my computer up and being like i have to like 
see all the people who are trying to contact me and it's literally nothing like but i mean thank god for snapchat on the web am i right like thank god i can respond to snapchat texts on the web um that's actually been kind of a lifesaver because i still know so many people um i mean like if you're over the age of 18 you ask someone for their snapchat instead of their number personally i'm gonna like tell you to go sit this one out but um i know a lot of people in college still like use snapchat as their main mode of communication which i personally have just never really got like i was never i i got snapchat late considering like of most other people like i got snapchat when i was in eighth grade i was 14 and i never really used it i was never really into, into like streaks or like snapping people um it just wasn't really my thing so i don't know but it's good that i'm able to like keep in touch with people um i get a bunch of notifications and i like don't know what they are so sometimes like people will call me and it's someone i don't want to call back and i'll like accidentally call them back um but yeah i mean like i also do have a list on my notes app of ways that just like my life is fucking me up right now so not to like bitch and moan but i mean like what else do we do on this podcast but bitch and moan um yeah so no sublease for while i'm abroad for my apartment so it's just gonna fucking sit there but it's a single so maybe i'll make it into an airbnb if my landlord will let me do that we'll see um i have no idea where i'm living senior year that's kind of just that's not really anyone's fault it's just me and grace struggling to figure things out um i had norovirus a couple weekends ago um in case you guys don't know what norovirus is you are very lucky um norovirus is um for lack of a better word um shitting water every 20 minutes for five days straight so that was a fun weekend that same weekend i like was pretty sure i had strep but like everyone else is testing negative for strep so i like have no idea why but like same symptoms so like sore throat fevers chills I felt like a Victorian child. It was, like, very on brand for me, um, considering I'm always ill. <coughs> I also had friends visit that weekend, so that was, like, super sick that I was literally, like, on my deathbed and still being, like, yo, let's rally. <laughs> so there's that, but um, it was fine, I guess. I mean, we saw, like, a, a band at Brick, which was super cool. Thumb- Shout out Thumbtack Mechanics. That was the first time I'd ever seen them. If you go to Miami and you haven't seen Thumbtack Mechanics, follow them on Instagram. This is literally their... They are not paying me to do this. Um, I just thought they were really good. Um, they had a really good just like sound. They had like uh they had, like a full ass band. They had like a keyboardist and like there was a guy like taking videos for them on his phone. Like it was funny. Um, but and like two singers, so they can sing like a variety of different kinds of music. They sang like Janis Joplin, but also like Taylor Swift, but also like other like classic rock and other stuff. So yeah, it was a really cool show. So if you have, if you're not, if you go to school in Oxford and you haven't had the uh, chance to see Thumbtack Mechanics, follow them on Instagram and be at their next show because they're pretty awesome. They rocked. Um, okay, uh, that was one weekend. That was two weekends ago uh, that that all happened. Um, the no sublease in the senior year housing shit show are still continuing. But um, so then this past weekend something super fun happened. Oh yeah, wait, I just literally just talked about it when I was potentially roofied. My phone broke um that same night um oh and i actually my phone my new phone instead shipped to chicago and i'm only gonna be here for like another like less than a week so there's like no point in shipping it back to me in oxford which is just awful um apologies for that silly as i was uh accepting a fern call um but 
yeah, I, where did I leave off? Oh, aha, yes. So my phone's in Chicago. Um, I sounded like John Mulaney when I said that. Anyway, I feel like that's because I've been watching a lot of John Mulaney content recently. Um, not to divert from my little list. Oh, just my, let, we'll briefly wrap that up. Um, uh, could potentially be blacklisted from a fraternity. We'll return to that when I can, uh, legally. Um, <laughs> no idea when my phone will come in. It's in Chicago. Finals. And just a lot of other shit. So, which I might be able to reveal, uh, in a few weeks. But as of now, I cannot. Um, peace and love. Anyway, um, yeah, but I've been watching a lot of John Mulaney content recently because his new special, um, Baby J came out. And I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's a lot of, if you've been, if you like consistently like watch his stuff, like his monologues, like on Saturday Night Live or other monologues that he's done i mean it's not like a lot of like entirely new stuff like i feel like he's been testing his like lines for this show for a while and like smaller monologues um so but like it was a really good special i liked that he closed it off with reading like and like recapping an interview that he did for gq magazine that he has no memory of while he it was a lot about like his addiction but i mean like and I really liked it because he was, like, real with it. Like, he was still, he was still him. Like, he's still John Mulaney. And, like, he's still funny for the reasons that you find John Mulaney funny. But at the same time, like, it was more real where he was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to be all hippity-scappity because I'm not on coke anymore. So blah, blah, blah. And, like, he really was just, like, honestly honest while still being lighthearted and funny. And, like, the jokes were good. Like, it was jokes, like, about his intervention and, like, He's a funny guy. Like, an intervention for a comedian with a bunch of other comedians, that's hilarious. So I thought that was really funny. And also, I think that, like, an intervention is such an interesting, like, scene to be set. Like, if you're going to have, like, a sketch or to have to do, like, the scene from a scene in, like, a play or, like, act something out. And honestly, like, I would act out an intervention. Like, that's hilarious. An intervention with a bunch of comedians, like, that literally sounds made up. So... I thought that was super cool. Um, but yeah, if you have Netflix and you haven't seen it uh, and you're a John Mulaney fan or you think you could be a John Mulaney fan, give it a watch. Um, I've also seen all his other specials. I would definitely say that I don't think Baby J would be my favorite. Um, I think Comeback Kid is like my favorite one. I love that one. Um, like the John Mulaney's like three earlier uh, comedy specials on Netflix. They're so, like, well done, and I really just do, like, appreciate his, like, weird sense of humor. So, like, those, like, got me through the pandemic. I would make quesadillas in my kitchen, and I would watch them. This is, like, really before I got into podcasts. I mean, like, my first experience with podcasts, really, I guess you could say was with, like, Call Her Daddy, and I would listen to that. Um, My friends and I, who were ridiculous nerds and not really having a lot of sex in general in high school um would listen to like call her daddy all the time i don't really know why um but we found it entertaining i think i just again like the old sophia and alex like rapport um we really liked hearing and i know a lot of people miss that like i think uh I, i've mentioned this earlier on the pod but i don't know if it's epi- it's an episode that actually got to air um that alex cooper is in her like barbara walters area era not area Ooh um speaking of Barbara Walters and Alex Cooper um I was actually told that I remind uh someone in senate told me that they were that like when they found out I had a podcast they're like I feel like you would have a podcast like Alex Cooper and like though I had not 
though I don't have like great advice on how to tell you guys um how to give like the most kick-ass blowjob you've ever given in your entire life, like sorry, not really my content. Um, but I was kind of like I do like how Alex Cooper like has her like rapport and how she can like really just make audio content interesting by like keeping things up like that and like just keeping the energy high which I think I really value in a podcast because there's another podcast that I've started listening to recently um called Rehash I think it's really it's a really good podcast it's really well done and really well researched um if you're interested in more like uh uh like they do kind of to get a little political on there but mostly it's just about like social thing like social aspects and like pop culture or like internet culture you know uh and just like rehashing hence the name like those like social phenomenons like i think they have a series where they go over gaslighting like the history of the term gaslighting and like how it's used and like gatekeeping and girl bossing and like they got kind of go through the history of those in each of the three episodes and like that's just those are just three of the episodes but like i think that they, in girl bossing they talk about like where the term came from and like sophia maruso and like nasty gal and i think that's her company and like that whole thing it was it's interesting to hear um but like when i'm really hungover, it's nice for me to like lay in bed and listen to that podcast and i'll like come to in and out of the podcast i don't use this podcast to sleep to clarify i don't use it to sleep but it's nice it's kind of having like am if it's like an episode i've already listened to um their voices are just so calming um and it's uh to two uh girls in the show their voices are so calming and they're very soft-spoken but also very interesting so it's an episode i already listened to i'll like put my airpods in and like just like lay down and i'll just go like in and out of sleep and it'll like totally cure my hangover so thank you rehash um actually yeah that's gonna enter my top five hangover cures that's a good good little (laughs) changing topics entirely (laughs) top five hangover cures um i would say in no particular order whatsoever um like an everything shower i'm not saying like we're shaving everything we're body scrubbing we're hair masking i'm not saying that but i'm just saying like washing your hair and your body that's a a solid hangover cure um i used to say uh a sausage egg and cheese but they're just not hitting the same for me anymore maybe it's like the ones in miami that i've been dining on but they just haven't been hitting the same for me anymore so I would definitely say that my another culinary hangover cure that I think works really well is um cold cold leftover pizza like day old pizza pizza from the night before while it's cold like from the fridge like you open the fridge you pull the plate out my parents would always put it on a plate um and put it in the fridge and just eating cold pizza like specifically like as fresh as you can get it while still being like old like it's hours old that is like perfect timing hangover cure cold pizza um another one uh is something Oop, can't say that over the air um <laughs> uh and then another hangover cure i know a lot of people would say like when they're hungover they're having like coffee i feel like coffee would like really upset my stomach oh yeah because and then i think that's a good that's where i'm trying to go with this like ultimately you're nauseous best hangover cure is fucking throwing up like if you're honestly like i'm not um advocating making yourself throw up for no good reason um but to clarify i'm not but like if you're nauseous don't like sit with your nausea in the morning just because you just don't want to throw up you're gonna feel so much better when you do so and i find that that cures my hangover entirely just removing the 
my body wants to let it go i'm fucking elsa bitch so there's that um i think people say water a lot people say liquid iv um every time that i drink liquid iv or i've chugged pedialyte i've always just it's always just come out i've always just thrown it back up so i would say that that's honestly a lie it's fake um but yeah if you have any other like really good hangover cures that you recommend um i don't even know if that was five i don't remember honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i really don't care um that was kind of a spur of the moment thing but uh actually you know what is there another food i'm not gonna lie to you guys like i've been really like when i'm hungover like something that would be so kick-ass is like oh my god like a scrambled eggs if you're not like at that point where like you've eaten so many eggs that like eggs start to taste like eggs and like the like feeling of eggs in your mouth makes you just want to like bleh them out of your mouth like very slowly um like an egg scramble or like breakfast tacos like with eggs and stuff like anything egg-based i think is really good like i never really want like pancakes or something like that like a bready thing like a sweet thing for a hangover cure like always like a savory breakfast excuse me but um i would get like there's this egg scramble so if you go to school in oxford you know what pulleys is it's like an on-campus diner and it it used to be open 24 hours now it's just open very late um from covid still but um they serve like all day breakfast and they have this egg scramble so remake her at home uh for those listening it's like scrambled eggs with like a a blend of cheeses and then turkey bacon and onions and tomatoes and like the turkey bacon's cut up diced onions diced tomatoes and then it's topped with avocado like mashed avocado um it's fucking fabulous it's incredibly delicious it just makes me feel so satiated and also just like you know uh you're eating it and you don't feel like you're like slowly destroying your body which is like super sick um another hangover food that i think is really good hey sumi i'm a taco bell stand to the day that i die a lot of people wouldn't agree with that but i think that i think taco bell's fucking delicious i remember the i like distinctly have a core memory of when i was like i think i was like ooh, i was either in preschool or kindergarten when i had taco bell for the first time and i exactly remember where i was i was in the back of my mom's uh not a honda civic what's the honda pilot i was in the back of my mom's honda pilot uh in the julasco parking lot which is a uh grocery store it's like supermarket chain in the chicago area um like in the back of my mom's honda pilot in the julasco parking lot and i think i was like just bitching about being hungry um because if you can't tell about me i love to bitch and to, to an extent i love to bitch while having a positive attitude i will bitch um and it's possible in case you're wondering is it possible to have a positive attitude and also just complain all the fucking time yes it is and it is because i do it every day um but i was bitching about being hungry which is on brand for me and um it was winter and i was wearing a pink coat and my mom was like i need to go get something you stay in here you stay in here and eat this fucking taco and i was like i don't want it i'm not gonna like it because i was a picky eater and she was like i'm getting you one taco you're eating it it's one you can have it and i had the chicken taco with lettuce and cheese and i was like where's my not where's my next taco like i was immediately hooked it instantly began my love affair at about approximately five or six years old with taco bell um and yeah i mean like 2009 was a really eventful year for me 
um, because that's when I tried Taco Bell for the first time. And I also was like, we were like, I don't know, like fresh off the recession, which was like super weird. Um, if anyone, I don't, I don't know, I kind of want to do like, I feel like no one really talks about the effects of the 2008 recession, especially on kids who were like just old enough to be conscious, but not really old enough to like understand what was going on. Like we were being taught the difference between wants and needs, but like we didn't really know why. And it was just like, like everyone's parents were getting divorced and you didn't really know why. And uh, like all those moms who like went into real estate suddenly weren't in real estate anymore and you didn't really know why. And, um, uh, a lot of people moved and you didn't really know why. <laughs> like, uh, <clears throat> like, I'm still afraid to have a credit card. I don't want one. I really don't. Um, my parents, however, forced me to get a credit card, but I refuse to use it. I don't even bring it to college with me. My mom uses it to buy dog food, uh, which is fine. Uh, and I just, like, I'm, like, I want no part in it. And I think that is, like, an extended... I know a lot of kids my age... Kids my age. I'm fucking 20 years old. Um, I know a lot of kids my age who are just, like, afraid of having credit cards and, like, having bad credit and going into debt. And I'm gonna try and avoid it for as long as I fucking can. But, I mean, the 2020s... The 21st century is the year of the paper trail. I mean, the year. Like, it's... It's really hard not to have a fucking paper trail these days. So eventually I will need to actually use a credit card. But I do think that it's really scary, I guess, just, and we don't really know, I guess, while a lot of us are like entering early adulthood or like post-college um, who were that age around that time. It's just weird to think about. I mean, like, and then we're all told, like, this will never happen again. And it's like, I don't know, like, the second or third, like, recession, like, major recession since I've existed, which is not that long in the grand scheme of things, okay? Like, I graduated high school, like, three years ago. Like, I should not have lived through three recessions. Two, two slash three recessions at this point. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it's three, but it might just be two. But... Okay, but like more fun things. Uh, I really just want to talk about um, something I'm really into is movies myself. And I really just wanted to go in and speak on like, I think that college movies are so much better than high school movies. They're so much better because like in a college movie, you're not like, why are all these people drinking and nobody cares? Like it's like... In high school, like, yeah, I guess, like, I don't know, like, drinking in high school, that's, like, something, but, you know, like, it, it's, like, you're watching Euphoria and you're, like, all these people are, like, doing Molly in each other's bedrooms and, like, nobody's parents seem to care. I'm gonna tell you right now that would not have fucking flown if I was doing Molly in my bedroom in high school. Um, would not fucking fly. Speaking of would not fucking fly, uh, I don't know if I've spoken on this about on the pod before again, so apologies if I'm repeating myself. I talk a lot and I talk to a lot of different people. I, again, like, I'm, I kind of just like have a lot of like individual friends. A little peek into my life, you guys. I have a lot of like individual friends and like some of my friends fuck with each other and some of them don't or they're just like, they just don't know each other. But it's not like I have like one friend group. So it's not like I'm like, yeah, I told the group this already. No, like, I have to update all my bitches on my happenings. So, like, I never really know if I've said something before or not. So that's probably why I could have repeated myself a lot on the pod. But 
on a letterbox and also if you don't if you're not on letterbox and you don't follow me uh it's abby underscore s-h-o-w follow me on letterboxd um i try to stay pretty active on there i love letterboxd letterboxd if you don't know it's like a social media app for movies it's kind of just like you can make lists of movies or you can like add movies to a watch list review them like rate them out of five stars like look at other people's reviews um so if you're a fan of movies uh definitely like a, a really cool app i recommend it to a lot of people but um i had a list one of my lists on letterboxes of college movies and i kind of wanted to go through excuse me and uh just like just i literally just like read them off like first of all when i first came to college and i like was walking around campus and going to like the activities fair i'm about to blow my nose so trigger warning for those of you who don't like hearing that apologies for not cutting that out i really my phone is broken again so i really can't see the screen so it's honestly just gonna be a miracle if i'm even able to upload this but um when i first came to college and i was like oh my god like this is just like the movies oh my god i would see this in the movies like this is just like that this is just like this like i didn't really have these realizations with high school just because i think high school just fucking sucks and no one talks about it but the movie that I, like, when I came to college, I was like, oh my god, this is just like the movies. Pitch Perfect. Any fucking day. Pitch Perfect is honestly, like, one of my, I hate to say it, like, not even hate to say it, but, like, I mean, without further examination, I would put Pitch Perfect in my top ten movies of all time without thinking about it. If I thought about it, it would, de- if I thought about it, I know the Pitch Perfect would at, l- at least be in my top twenty. Um, but without really thinking Pitch Perfect is definitely like top 10. I fucking love that movie. I just love it. It's just like, I remember walking around like the activities fair my freshman year and being like in the acapella club, like being where they were. There were like multiple, of course, as one does. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, this is just like Pitch Perfect. And I think around the same time that I was, um, like beginning my freshman year, a lot of people on TikTok, especially because I am so incredibly chronically online, not right now, but I used to be when I had a functioning phone. Um, they were like, this is just like Monsters University, like blah, blah, blah. And like filming their campuses with the, like the, you get the point. Um, and like, those are cute and all, but like, I was, watching Pitch Perfect and walking around my campus like this is just like Pitch Perfect and like being like I literally feel like I'm back on Pitch Perfect even though I did not join a uh, acapella club because I cannot sing and I also did not have an acapella boy thirsting after me um but I think that's for the best um but yeah, I think Pitch Perfect is the movie that I, like, really, really compared with college. So I feel, I'm feel i curious if, like, other people have... I'm acting like there's a comment section on this fucking podcast. But I'm curious if other people have, like, their own version of a college movie. So I'm going to list them off right now. And if you're like, that's my fucking movie. Like, that's the movie that I associate with college. Um, Cool. Good for you. Um, And if it's a movie you haven't seen, these are all really good movies that I recommend. So um, here's my list of college movies. So Pitch Perfect. Accepted. So Accepted is basically about a guy who uh, doesn't get into college and he's kind of like a slacker and he got rejected by every school that he applied to. So he makes his own college, like a fake college on like some like rundown, like abandoned, like mental hospital near his hometown and like gets other people involved to help him like run this college and try to like keep up the act. 
so that his parents don't know that he didn't get into college. Um, it's a good movie. Uh, okay. So another movie that I think is also really good is called Slackers. And I think like both of these movies kind of prey on the idea that like college students who are smart, but don't actually want to do any work. So they use their smartness to avoid doing work as much as possible. And um, I actually, you know, I mean, Slackers doesn't have like the best rating overall. Like apparently according to Letterboxd, it has like a 2.4, but I actually really liked it. Um, it's basically about like this friend group of three guys and they're about to graduate, um, with honors, uh, and it's all like an act. Like they've just like played the system. They're like master cheaters. It just is the way that they do it. So they've like cheated their way through all four years. And then, uh, this guy kind of like, he like sees this girl, like he like falls in love with this girl in one of his lectures. And, but there's this like little creep who like is has been stalking her and he kind of like threatens to like ruin their whole operation so that's a good movie another good movie um about college is 21 and over um if you haven't seen that movie i think it's really good it's really fucking funny it has skylar astin from pitch perfect and miles teller in it and there it's so fucking funny so basically that uh skylar astin and uh who plays jesse in pitch perfect um and miles teller are both come from their colleges to um visit their buddy jeff and for his 21st birthday they're all like high school friends and they all went to different schools so they're all coming to jeff's school for his 21st birthday and uh so they're like gonna have a casual celebration uh jeff ends up getting fucking wasted and disappearing and he has med school interviews the next day so um the two friends are like reconciling like issues of realizing that they've kind of drifted apart in college while also trying to find their friend and like get him back so that he can be ready for his med school interview and it's honestly just like really funny it's hilarious so i recommend that one i recommend all these Another uh, college movie that I think is super cute is Sydney White with Amanda um, Bynes. It's such a cute movie. It's basically like a parody of Snow White in the same way that um, it's a little more obvious in this one, but in the same way that uh, The Taming of the Shrew is like parodied in 10 Things I Hate About You. Basically, this girl, Sydney, like her mom passed away and she ends up going to the same college that her mom had gone to and wants to rush the same sorority that her mom did. Um, but Sydney's kind of a tomboy and it's very, um, kind of apparent that she doesn't really fit in and the other, the like president of the sorority isn't really her, her biggest fan. And she's just kind of realizing like, she wants to feel like connected to her mom, but also is like having trouble, like finding her place at this college. She ends up getting like, like not being in the sorority. I'm not going to spoil how, but, um, just kind of figuring that out and then like finding like again like her version of like the seven dwarves which are just like these seven like dorky dudes and like helping them save their house and yeah it's a really wholesome movie it's super cute um another college movie which is super fun if you like dazed and confused um this is the same director richard linklater and he uh also directed a movie called everybody wants some which is basically dazed and confused but in takes place like the day before classes start or like the weekend before classes start at like i think it's like tech a small school in texas 
Um, like both of his stories take place in both of his movies. Days of Confused takes place in a small town in Texas. I'm pretty sure that this is like Texas State, but I'm not really sure. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched it, but really good movie. Um, not as good as Days of Confused, I would say, but definitely like still the same themes. Um, and like really good. It's about like this guy who's going to be a freshman on the baseball team at his new uh college, and he like meets this girl, and it's just kind of like leading into the first day of classes and like getting to know the team and like practices and stuff and being a freshman on the team. So it's just like pretty laid back comedy. Like, you know, days are confused. Like nothing really happens in it. It's not like there's this big conflict and everyone needs to resolve it. Uh, it's just kind of like you're following through like the 24 hour span that the movie takes place. So yeah, if you like days are confused uh, and you're looking for a college version of it, I definitely would try everybody wants some. Uh, okay, another one, Saint Almost Fire. This is going to be a little controversial because a lot of people think, look, I've heard uh, Saint Almost Fire be called a dog of a movie. Um, it's a very, like, star-studded cast. Like, they really tried to phone it in with this one. It's got, like, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy, uh, you know, the like. Uh, like... This is like, so this is actually, this movie was filmed the same year that Judd Nelson and Ali Sheedy, who also, and Emilio Estevez, were all in The Breakfast Club together. Um, and this movie, St. Almost Fire and The Breakfast Club, were both filmed and released at the same time, but they all play wildly different characters across the movie. So this movie, St. Almost Fire, follows, it's, I've heard people call it an unofficial sequel to The Breakfast Club. It's not directed by John Hughes, um, which is, Honestly, apparently, it's incredibly obvious that it wasn't directed by John Hughes, but also not really his brand because these are uh, six best friends in this, like, friend group, and they all, like, recently are, like, about to graduate, recently graduated from Georgetown, and it's just kind of about, like, them, I guess, just, like, kind of coming to terms with, like, finally no longer being a student and, like, what they're going to do with their lives, and, like, it's kind of like that postponed, uh, like, oh yeah, you graduated high school, but oh, we're going to college and no one's going to think about like growing old anymore because you just get to still be in school. So I guess they're just kind of faced with like their reality and like who they want to be in adulthood. So I liked it. It wasn't my, it's not like one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's still definitely good and definitely belongs on like the college movies list. Another movie, uh, another movie on this list is Old School. Uh, it's the uh, like Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson movie. Basically, it's about, like, these guys, three friends, and they just want to, like, uh, excuse me. Oh, I think one of them gets divorced, and, uh, they end up, there. he ends up just, like, getting a house near their old college where they went to, and, like, moving in there, uh, after his divorce, and they're just like, hey, like, what if we start a fraternity and then they like start a fraternity even though like they're not even in college and then like a bunch of people pledge it and like they just kind of like have a little party moment so it's just it's you know typical like will ferrell comedy funny good uh back to school this is another older one uh with rodney dangerfield who's just kind of like this like goofy comedian old man and he basically just decides that he's like a millionaire and he decides that he uh, wants to enroll at the same college that his son goes to. And while his son is, like, trying to fit in with his fellow, like, other students, like, uh, his dad is, like, going back to school and, like, 
trying to like gain his son's respect and but it's also just like leading to a bunch of like hilarious antics and silly things so that's kind of fun uh and then i think this is a really good one that a lot of people know is neighbors with seth rogan and uh zach efron and dave franco's also in this too and rose byrne um this movie's fucking funny like i i like i really like this um you know sue me i really like this like comedy arc that seth i mean not seth rogan i mean comedy arc that is seth rogan like i mean he's like in a weed arc right now like he's comedy and he's in weed in a weed arc but anyway um i really like the comedy arc that uh zach efron kind of went through like in his like post high school musical era in like 2012 through like 2017 he was doing a lot of these like comedies uh like dude comedies which i think honestly were like a really good fit for him so but yeah it's it's fucking funny it's about this couple who move in who are like in their house and they have like a newborn baby and a fraternity moves in next door and they just like have beef and it's funny uh that's really good this is actually a movie i rewatched like two nights ago uh animal house which is known as one of the greatest comedies of the 20th century it's basically um about uh a college in 1962 uh this frat uh it basically follows like it starts with these two freshmen and they pledge this frat and they're just like a bunch of goofballs and they are just kind of like trying to keep their charter on campus and the dean doesn't like them because they do a lot of bad things and get in trouble a lot and aren't a good look for the university so there's like their rival fraternity which is like the top house on campus like no one really likes these guys or the bottom house on campus so just like you know good old-fashioned fun uh a lot of jokes in this movie when i was watching i was like that wouldn't hold up today um so just like take that with a grain of salt when you're watching it um i think definitely like i think what you got to do when you like watch an old movie not to be all cheese about it but like you know i mean appreciate it for what it is but also like understand that like we've like really progressed to like knowing that like certain things probably wouldn't be the best like for people to do like there are a lot of things that the guys do in this movie nothing like nothing like outwardly awful like they're not hurting anyone at least not on screen but a lot of just like you know jokes that probably wouldn't fly today so if that's not really your thing then maybe avoid that one but um moving on next movie is really fucking cute i love this movie it's called the house bunny um it's with anna faris and emma stone and like a bunch of other uh familiar actresses but basically she lives at the playboy bunny mansion and she gets a letter from hugh hefner be- saying be out you have to leave and she's like oh no and she like, needs a place to live and so she's wandering around looking for a place to live and she sees like a sorority and is like can i live here and she like doesn't really understand she's kind of like an airhead which is like Anna Faris is great at playing an airhead. She's just she's done it a million times. Like if you've ever seen a scary movie movie or Happy Face, like she's hilarious as an airhead. Um and they're like it's like they're like the posh fraternity sorority and then one of the other like house moms are having a meeting and they're like, "Hey, the Zetas need a house mom. Like maybe go try over there." And the Zetas are kind of just like again, like kind of similar to Animal House, uh except this movie came out in 2008 where um the Zetas just, like, are, like, a little strange, and they don't really get along with anyone else on campus. Like, no one really likes them, and they're in danger of losing their charter because 
no one wants to rush their sorority and they're not they're worried about not getting any new members and typical like sorority rivalry but like uh so uh what's her name again uh shelly shelly is like the playboy bunny and she like ends up she's like i want to be your house mom like can i live here and they're like sure and she ends up just kind of like helping empowering them to be like in her own way to like raise money and like try to get pledges and she like gives them it's like a typical like if you love a good like y2k like makeover montage you will love this movie and like it has a really good message in the end where like it it has a really good message in the end where she kind of just like empowers them to be confident in who they are and they end up like uh saving their charter because of like becoming just like who they are and like loving themselves and like uh pledging girls in a fair way and not trying to be like rude or catty about it which i thought was really nice so it's a super nice movie i liked it it's very cute um okay not many people would call this a college movie goodwill hunting enough said uh if you're looking for like a good good like gut-wrenching i would consider this movie gut-wrenching but like i would say that like it has made me cry because it's like one of my like goodwill hunting is one of my like top four movies of all time it's on my letterbox profile like i love that movie so you know enough said goodwill hunting uh like you could say like abby's isn't a college movie but like it takes place at a university and he like technically does go to harvard so you know whatever um speaking of harvard legally blonde enough said uh monster university kids movie but enough said um another college movie the social network a lot of people forget the social network is technically a college movie it's about a college student so i count it uh mona lisa smile not only people talk about this one but i think it has a really good message i watched it like years ago but you know just kind of like art kind of reminds me when i took like one of the first classes i ever took at college was an art history class and i that just has like such like a memory for me because it was like fall on my like beautiful midwestern like campus with all the trees and just like walking through like the tree path to like my class and it was it was cute like i i just loved it It, my i had a good professor for that class and like i made a friend shout out rachel shout out rachel my my my, my friend rachel in that class um we're still friends and yeah just like overall good vibes that remind me of that movie so yeah middle east smile Finally, last movie, last college movie is The Graduate. Um, <clears throat> I count it as a college movie. I don't think you have to, but I count it as a college movie. Um, but yeah, I feel like I can't see how long I've been talking, but I'm sure it's been for a very long time. Oh my goodness, 42 minutes. I can like see a little sliver on my phone, but yeah. Uh, I hope you guys liked me hopping on solo. Uh, I liked it too, so I might do a couple of this again, a couple more of these again, maybe over the summer five some time or uh but yeah uh, i'm gonna be heading home soon so expect like a hometown friends series again like you guys saw while i was home for my winter break and uh yeah i think i think a lot of people might ask like a lot of people a define fucking a lot of people my mom my mom and my grandma um would ask like how i'm feeling like leaving like closing out my sophomore year and being halfway done officially with college already, which is crazy to think about. And I think, like, throughout my sophomore year, I would say that my sophomore year, uh, especially this past semester, has been, like, actually so awful. Last semester was actually baller as fuck. I was just, like, seasonally depressed towards the end of it. But um, this semester, I'm not, like, depressed as much as I was. And, like, you know, I'm 
I do make a point to be open about things like that uh, because I, I just like to be open about like discussions on mental health. So I'm sorry if that makes you guys uncomfortable, but I try to be pretty open about it. Uh, but uh, I, just a lot of fucking bad things have been happening to me. So I, as I explained to you guys earlier, so I'm honestly, I feel like my body and I've just been ill. So like, I feel like my body and like my surroundings have just been telling me to go the fuck home get out of oxford and just move on and i think i'm really ready for that i compare my sophomore year of college i've been thinking about this a lot and comparing it to my sophomore year of high school um if you knew me my before my like if you knew me around the time that i was a sophomore in high school um just gonna keep it short um sorry for those i hurt while i was hurting uh again being open about mental health sophomore year was a really sophomore year of high school was a really hard year for me uh i was dealing with a lot of just like mental health issues i was being bullied like it sucked um so just in case anyone else is dealing with that again i like to bring it up to show that like people aren't alone if that's happening to you uh but and i've moved on from it um and that was, like, again, four years ago. It's crazy to see how far I've come in four years and how much my life has changed and how uh, karma got its damn comeuppance. I will say that um, every single time. Every single damn time. There's one thing that you take away from my podcast. It is that just sit back and watch because in a, it may take days, it may take weeks, months, maybe even years. In, like, the span of like two years i saw my karmic comeuppance from my bully in high school and it was the greatest thing it was the greatest feeling and like it wasn't anything that i did to her but it was just watching her destroy herself and i mean i don't really want to see anyone suffer just to clarify but like it was very satisfying for me to see the person who had done so much hurt to me finally be their own demise and really just like i don't know hopefully i want nothing to fucking do with this bitch but like hopefully she's grown from this and hopefully she can figure her shit out and just be happy far as fuck away from me but there's that but yeah i do compare it a lot to my uh sophomore year of high school because again like had someone had someone I used to be friends with like really doing me dirty had um really struggled with mental health really struggled with uh like academics were difficult like trying to find my niche in like uh extracurriculars um and just like even just like things getting shifted socially from freshman year not a bad way just like things are different and I think it's just like going to college and like like using the tools that I've learned from high school, but like coming to college and then having to adapt those tools to a different kind of environment and just a different way of dealing with things um, has been really interesting. And I think I've learned, I've definitely learned a lot, um, but I'm ready for the learning to be over. Um, I'm ready to live in Margaritaville and not have to learn about, learn, like learn anything or worry about, whatever the fuck may be happening around me oh god i mean like 
I love going to school at my I love Miami and I know that like this is a great school for me but I fucking hate half the people who go here it's you need to have like another level another level of patience like on one hand I'm meeting some of the most interesting kind driven funny like hilarious exciting people that I've ever met in my entire life and I'm like making the best friends I've ever had but at the same time I'm also surrounded by like the a world of douchebags and I mean like ain't that the way that's just how the world works but I am ready to go home and uh actually next semester I will be going abroad I will be going abroad to uh Luxembourg which for a semester which is super exciting originally I was like super scared but I think just my experiences in Oxford recently are just pushing me out of here. And I think, I think I'm thankful for that because I don't, I get really bad FOMO. I've always had horrible FOMO. So I'm honestly just like really glad that I'm not having FOMO of missing Oxford. Uh, So that's exciting. But, and if you're asking, if, if you're wondering to yourself, self, will Abby be podcasting from Europe? potentially i'll keep you updated on that we'll see if i can uh but i would love to that could be super fun but we'll see if i can uh america can you imagine me hopping on and being like coming at you from france yeah that was stupid um anyway but yeah i think sophomore years taught me a lot uh and as i'm like recording this podcast in my bed in my room by myself like I really do think, thank God I'm fucking by myself. I'd feel so bad if my roommate had to hear me blabber for like fucking 50 minutes. She already has to live with me. So (laughs) whatever. Um, Shout out Maddie. But um, yeah, like I think I've learned a lot about how I am going to be dealing with issues just through my adult life. And if you ever think that people mature when they come to college, um, no, they don't. Well-adjusted adults mature when they come to college, but often there are people who are old enough and can afford to receive a college education, yet they are still not well-adjusted members of society. So just, like, take that in and realize that you may often have to deal with a bunch of fucking freaks for the rest of your life who act like crazy people and do not have a regard for basic human decency. This will happen. Um... And maybe if you don't go to Miami University, you probably won't have to deal with a whole host of them. But uh, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned this year and how I've handled like very similar issues, like there's so many parallels, as I've said before, like between my sophomore year of high school and my, my sophomore year of high school, one of the worst years of my life. And right now, which has also not been great. Um, <clears throat> and I've had so many like, uh, but again, like, I've also, like, had so many great friends by my side through all of it. Uh, and for anyone, like, for anything that could have, like, drifted away, I've also gained so much as well. So just, like, like academically, like, in extracurriculars. Like, I joined student government, like, and that was fucking awesome. Like, right to the left of me in my bed. <laughs> Turns out, apparently, we had our banquet uh, a couple days ago. And I won a superlative, you guys. This is not a fucking joke. This is a direct quote. I won the superlative for baddest bitch of associated student government. You heard that fucking correctly. I won. 
the superlative i also wasn't there to accept it because i had to go to a birthday dinner i like was there for an hour and then i was an hour and then i was like 30 minutes late to my friend's birthday dinner um but that's that said um i picked it up in the office the next day and i was very pleasantly surprised it has made me feel better because i think it's lifted my spirits in a way that uh no matter what how i what happens what's been happening to me that's like out of my control uh i think about this it's like i've made this impression of having my shit together and being a bad bitch <laughs> like rolling your eyes signs <sighs> the baddest bitch of asg <laughs> excuse me oh my god asthma check um <laughs> but like i've made that impression on people i've made like an impression a positive impression on other people and like it doesn't go unnoticed and i just like i think that's another message that i could like leave you guys with is that having a positive attitude and like being the best version of yourself even in in like even in times of hardship it doesn't it's not lost on other people and i think there's so many amazing people out there who see the best parts of yourself and love you so much for them and they but those same people who see the best parts of yourself they also see the worst parts of yourself and they still love you for that and so yeah like don't don't ever think that like what you're doing like all the good work you're doing like what you participate in what you're passionate about to the people who truly love you that's not lost on them and they and i think that contributes to why they love you um at least in my experience so and and i think that's just made it all worth it um to keep going with getting my degree and trying and just i mean i think i brought this up when eden was on the pod a few episodes back but just that like vulnerability has been i think my biggest lesson this year this semester and i think i've learned with like being vulnerable in the pod and being vulnerable with like other people in my life and telling them how i feel about things and like ways that we can move forward and even if i try to instigate vulnerability or like i offer myself to be vulnerable to someone else and i say like hey hey like can we talk like it just feels like things aren't right if they choose to like like i've had to do that twice this semester and i've had i've had one person not naming names but you know who you are um i've had a person say yeah i'll let you know when i'm free and then that was in february 7th and then we still haven't talked um and i've had a person say hey like i've been kind of i've been super busy but like let's talk and we sit down and we talk about it and i think our fr- honestly like i feel like our friendship's never been stronger so i think it really shows that like another thing that i could leave you guys with while i'm on my soapbox right now um is that honestly like if you can reach it it pays to be vulnerable it pays to reach out i've never regretted the girl i've never regretted being the girl who reaches out Maybe in the moment I'd be like, oh, it's so stupid. They, like, they don't even want to hang out with me. Like, they don't want to be my friend or, like, he doesn't like me or whatever. Like, you know what? In the end, at the end, at least I had the balls to fucking say something. And you know what? And if and if this is, like, something that you're always, like, wanting to do, make a choice. Even if it's the wrong one, you're making a choice. 
have an opinion, have a thought, because you know what? That opinion can change. That thought can change. Make a choice. Be fucking vulnerable. Say something because I've never regretted. Like, let's, I see someone on the sidewalk and I don't know their, I don't think, I don't know if they're going to wave back at me or want to say hello to me. I've never regretted saying hello. I've never regretted giving someone a wave. I've never regretted reaching out. I've never regretted inviting someone along to something. I've never regretted asking if I could join. I've never fucking regretted it every single time. I've never fucking regretted it because even if it doesn't work out, it's not working out for the good, for the best of fucking reasons. <coughs> Excuse me. But even if something doesn't appear to be working out for you and it's best at this given point in time, and believe me, if I could say the fucking crazy shit that's been happening to me the past couple weeks on the pod right now, I would. I'm just thinking for the best that it's best that I don't. Um, but I like, I still, I still am just like, I'm me. And I think for everyone, I have a big personality. I understand that. And like, I understand that like, I'm not for everyone again. Like I could be, I know some people might find me incredibly annoying. And that's something that I really had to like come to terms with from my, like from being a kid and like, just knowing that like, oh yeah, like these other kids, not just other kids, but like other adults find me annoying. But for every person that, for every like one person that finds me annoying or maybe I'm not their cup of tea, there's five other people who will like want to be my fucking friend. And I'm sure that like to you, to you guys listening right now too, the situation's the fucking same. Like, and I think it's just, it's a redirection away from what's not meant for you. And I know that's going to sound like so cheese, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of just like losing my train of thought and babbling right now um, on the pod. But uh, moral of the story is, yeah, like this semester sucked, but I think I learned a lot from it and I think I figured out like what's really meant for me. So I'm excited to see what this summer has. Please, God, will it just be fun? Like, I just want to have a fun summer. Last summer was pretty epic. Summer 2022 was pretty fucking epic. So hoping that we can have a little repeat season but yeah one thing i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave you guys with our original three things my in is gonna be going home my out is gonna be oxford and everyone in it and my song of the episode is going to be um it's two songs so we got a freaking out on the interstate by briston maroney and Punching in a Dream by The Naked and Famous, which is actually from the Pitch Perfect soundtrack. So, there you go. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Be safe. Mwah.